Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. More than that, it's going to challenge your... Um, Josh, do we have internet? It's going to challenge your experience. And uh, we're going to deal with some questions like, does God answer all prayers? Does God heal everybody? Why does God heal some and not the others? Are y'all following me? Why is my prayer not working? Why is it hard for me to rejoice with you over your miracle from being healed when I just suffered a death in my family? Amen. Uh, So I'm literally going to start dealing with this on a level that uh, may be uncomfortable and it may challenge you, but here's what I need you to do. I need you to be willing and ready to sacrifice your experience for true theology. Can I get a witness right there? Amen. I'm ringing or something or maybe it's the monitors or something. Okay. As long as I sound good, Josh, where you're at, that's all that matters. Um, so we're, we're going to deal with that, and we're going to deal with it by Scripture. And I want to be honest with you, I'm going to teach beyond my experience because I've just went to that place with God uh, to seek the face of God. I want to know some answers. I've come to the conclusion it's not God's will for you to be confused and not to know and not to understand why this person died, why we didn't get a breakthrough. Are you all ready for that kind of teaching? Amen. Uh, but listen to me, it's only going to be effective if you don't sit in there saying, yeah, but ain't Sally. Yeah, but mom. Yeah, but dad. I understand that. But I need you to be willing to forsake that and let's see what God says about it. And it's going to show you where your faith is. Josh, can I do that or not? I want to start off with, the question may be, does God want to heal everybody? Well, let me ask you this. Does God want to save everybody? I think you can answer that one. Does God want to save everybody? It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody say all. Well, the same price that was paid for all to be saved was prayed for all to be healed. God is, if he's a father, he don't sit up there and decide, I'm going to heal you and not you. You get to be healed, you don't get to be healed. Amen? But we've got to get good doctrine that's going to do away with some of your confusion. Now, as all the kids going out of the building, I finished show a very gory scene from the Passion on the screen. It's just about, it's a few minutes long. But I want you to see how bad God wants you healed. Now, go ahead and show it and I'll teach. I don't know if we're going to be able to see that. Yeah, hit all the lights. This is what it cost for you to be healed.
I need somebody to say, it is finished. Now, come on. I need somebody to say, it is finished. Some of the most uh, famous words in, in, in the pulpit of preaching, when Jesus said, it is finished. That word means, finished means it is totally done. It is complete. Amen. I, I need you to get in the flow with me. So look at your neighbor and tell them, it is finished. It's done. Amen. Everything that you need as far as healing, salvation, it's in there. It's already paid for. Amen. God does not have to get up and do anything else. It has been done. But I want to show you the mindset, and it's not for you to beat yourself up. We're going to try to teach us in the way that you don't enter into condemnation, but you do have revelation. And you're, we're going to hold your faith and my faith up to the faith of God's Word, and we're going to see where's the discrepancy, okay? Amen. But there's a story in the Bible that says that Jesus told His disciples, let us get in the ship and go over to the other side. Jesus said, let's pass over to the other side. Um, but the Bible says while they got out into the ocean, there was a great storm. And the wind and the waves began to beat the ship until the ship was full, excuse me, the ship was full of water. They was afraid for their lives. The ship was about to go under in the midst of the storm. But the Bible says that Jesus was in the hinder in the back part of the ship fast asleep on a pillow. I don't know how that can happen, but it was happening. Amen. Talk about peace. He's asleep. They think the ship is fisting to sink. Isn't it amazing how in the midst of our storms we can forget what Jesus just said just got to be real. I'm doing this for me as much as I am for you. If church, if life church is going to move into a healing church, we're going to have to move in with good doctrine, with the knowledge of the word of God, or we'll just keep hitting and missing. Amen. But isn't it amazing when circumstances come, we can forget that Jesus just said, let's go to the other side. Amen. And we just like them. They were no different from us. We forget that Jesus just said, I'm not going down in this storm. We're going to the other side. But nevertheless, they was afraid. And they came to Jesus and woke him up and made an indictment against the character of God. And I'm afraid that you and I do it, whether we, we, whether we, we would do it out loud. Amen. I'm afraid that some, sometimes we do it uh, in our minds and even in our spirits and in our hearts. Amen. They came and woke Jesus up and said, don't you care? <laughs> huh? Have you ever been in a situation to where it hurt so bad? It broke you so much that you said, Jesus, don't you care? Boy, y'all are looking at me like you ain't never been there. <laughs> Amen. Why, why? Don't you care? We're praying for this individual. I need healing. I need this. I need my marriage restored. I need my kids saved. I need this. I need that. Come on, church. Is anybody real in this place to where we come to Christ? Instead of coming to him in faith and in confidence, there's literally this thing that rises up in our human nature. And we find ourselves saying, don't you care? Amen. Well, don't feel bad. They walked with him and said the same thing. He said, don't you care? We're about to die. 
Don't you care? He's dying. She's dying. They're going to die if you don't do anything. Don't you even care? And the Bible says he rose up, rebuked the wind and said, peace be still. And the wind ceased. The sea become calm. Amen. And then he turned to his disciples and said, why are you so afraid? How is it that you don't have faith? Isn't it amazing that their faithlessness drew, uh, amen, a, a, a false report against God because of their unbelief? Isn't it amazing that they were placing the blame upon Christ, amen, and insulted the goodness of his character when in reality Jesus turned around and said, it's not even about me not caring, where is your faith? In other words, I've empowered you to do the same thing I just done, but because you didn't do it, you questioned my character. Oh, it's going to get real today. Are you all right? You questioned my character. It's kind of like, uh, uh, man, I wish I would have looked it up. I think he may have had a demonic son or a sick son. Amen. He come to Jesus and said, Lord, if you can do anything, please do it. And Jesus responded with, if you can believe, anything's possible. Isn't it amazing how we'll put uh, the failure to see progress in prayer or success in my situation, amen, that the devil will turn it around and have an us judging the character of our God. Oh, somebody ought to help me this morning. We're going to kill that thing over the next few weeks, amen. So the question is, Amen. Does Jesus really want to heal everybody? Does, I mean, is there some people, amen, should I get ready, amen, to know uh, that, okay, there's some prayers he's not going to answer. There, there's some situations that that person's sick, but God's not going to, how can you go into prayer in faith if you believe this might be the one who's not going to get healed? How, how, how can you come before God and believe that He is a, a God and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after them? Amen. If, if you think, well, you know, it's, it's kind of hit and miss. Maybe you're lucky today and the Father loves you enough that He's going to heal you. But there may be somebody, I said, the devil is a liar. If he's my father, he's your father. Amen. Uh, you're his son and his daughter. And he's more concerned about your health than you are. He's more concerned about your marriage than you are. He's more concerned about your children than you are. Why? Amen. And he proved it on that screen right there, on that cross right there. Amen. When he paid the ultimate prize so that we could walk in total victory. Am I in the right church this morning? It's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not God's will for you to be lost. It's God's, God's will for your relationships to be destroyed. Amen. So, so we're going we're gonna to go back to perfect doctrine this morning. Amen. In spite of my experience, and it's probably going to hurt before I'm through. Are you ready? So first of all, I want to establish the fact, does God, Jesus, heal everybody or does he pick and choose? Well, your Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter number 10, 38, that Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Acts 10, 38. Is that what? So write that down. Jesus went about doing good, 
Amen. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He didn't pick them out and say, I'm going to heal you today and you today and you today. He healed all that was oppressed of the devil. Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 30. Here's some for you. The Bible says he brought the lame. He brought the blind. He brought, they brought the dumb. They brought the maimed and many others and he healed them all. Amen. They brought every, every, every form of sickness that you can think of. They brought them to Jesus and he healed them all. Amen. Somebody shout, Jesus is perfect theology. Amen. So I can't follow my experience because you see, we have brought God down to our level by saying, well, I'm going to pray, but it's going to be up to God on who gets healed and who don't get healed. Amen. I'm going to show you something this morning, hopefully by the help of the Holy Spirit, that my Bible said he heals them all. One place in your Bible, you're going to find a place that Jesus could not heal. One place where he could not do miracles. Amen. I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, I did. Write it down. Matthew... I think that's 1358. I don't know. I should have typed it. Amen. The Bible says he went into his own country. Amen. Where he was working miracles everywhere. And they looked at him and said, well, this is just Jesus. His mama's here. I know his sister and them. Amen. Uh, and they were offended because he was so normal. Oh, my God, somebody ought to teach that right there. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. Somebody, uh, 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 you got to be careful that you, what you're expecting the miracle to come out of. It may be somebody like this thing sitting right here with that ugly camouflage hat on his head. Amen. Uh, don't look like much, but he may be the one, amen, that God wants to use to escort the power and the Spirit of God. They were offended at him, and your Bible says, God, the the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one who spoke in universes, leap into existence. He could not do nothing because of their unbelief. Are you following me? He wants to heal everything and everybody. Uh, Luke 440, it says they brought the sick folks and they laid them at Jesus' feet and he laid his hand on everyone. Somebody shout everyone. It was way in the night, the Bible says, the sun had went down. Way in the night, Jesus laid his hands on everyone and healed every single one of them. So does God want to answer my prayer? Matthew 7, 7, come on, we finna pour out scripture, just write them down. Matthew 7, 7, Kobe, you taught on it. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you, what? Huh? Come on, help me out. Seek and you shall or might or I hope you do. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it it will be opened unto you. Here's one for you. For everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened unto him. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but my experience don't match that doctrine. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me over here. Let me try this side. My experience don't match that doctrine right there. So am I going to keep making excuses for it for the rest of my life? Or am I going to get in a prayer closet somewhere? 
You know, well, am I going to get in a prayer closet somewhere and say, God, you're not the deficit here. And I will not uh, criticize your character anymore because you pay too high a price that we may walk in the supernatural and lay our hands on the sick and them recover. Something is wrong. I want to preach a sermon on something's missing. There was a woman who had 10 pieces of silver. The woman represents the church. Amen. She lost one piece of silver. Amen. She lost one piece, man. And the Bible says she lit a light and began to sweep her house. Amen. You know what we'd have said? We got nine more. Somebody ought to help me right now. That's where the church is. Well, we still okay. We still are. We may have lost divine healing out of the body of Christ. We may have lost the supernatural in the body of Christ, but we're still singing good. Somebody got to help me today to get through this. We still got worship. We're still doing good. Amen. We got to stop and light a light. Somebody help me right now. We got to stop and light a light, and we got to find that missing piece again. Are y'all with me? Here's one for you. Y'all still with me? I'm trying to prove to you. I don't know what you got or, or, or what your situation is, but Jesus wants to heal it. He wants to restore it. He wants to make it brand new, and he wants it so bad. Uh, the Bible says, God, I'm emotional this morning. The Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. In other words, when, when anything, whether it's a hunting dog or, or, or anything else, when anything is operating in its purpose, it's operating in total fulfillment. In other words, that's what you're created for. That's what you're born to do. Amen. And you're not happy unless you're walking out your purpose. Well, Jesus said, I'm the happiest when I'm kicking the devil in the teeth. I'm the happiest when I'm destroying the works of the devil. Amen. He said, that's what I was created for is to destroy the works of the devil. Sin is the work of the devil. Dis disease is the work of the devil. Sickness is the work of the devil. Is anybody in this building? And God said, are you kidding me? That's why I came. The, 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 the sickness you're carrying, he said in, in Isaiah 58, he has borne our sickness. He has carried our sorrow. He put them all upon himself. He climbed upon an old rugged cross and said, I'm going to pay the price for you to receive the fullness of your miracle. Well, we're going to use scripture so you can't fight me on this. I'm ready for you. You want to fight me? <laughs> I'm going to pull my sword and fight with my sword. Here's one for you. Here's how bad God wants to give it to you. Uh, write down Romans 8. 832. Listen to this. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How? shall he not with him freely give you all things? Are y'all listening to me? Are y'all listening? Or are we just in another sermon this morning? He that gave his own son 
He, he that spared not. In other words, it's, uh, that scripture saying when, when, when they were beating his son, when they were killing his son, when they were ripping his beard out, when they were exposing him, amen, in every ungodly way, amen. It says he refused to deliver his son. He stood back, amen, and allowed his son to go through what he went through so you could be saved and you could be healed. He said, now you think that God is going to watch his son go through so much and then say, I don't know. I don't know. Should I give you your healing? He ain't going to heal you because of you. He's going to heal you because of... He's, he's not going to break that thing because of you. He's going to break it because my son paid too much for it not to be broken in your life. Amen. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Listen, that same scripture says, For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for all, all he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. This question right now ought to have you saying, well, why? Well, why am I sick? Why is he sick? Why is her sick? Why are they not being healed? Why is my prayer not? Is it, is, it, is it yet? Is it yet? Here's the problem. We won't ask why. Huh? We just keep our mouth shut and there's that little hidden animosity in our hearts of God, you're not good. Of God, you don't care. Oh my God, I'm going to say it. You can't, but I'm going to say it. I've been there, amen. I lost my dad on a table that he wasn't supposed to die on. Are you listening to me? Don't you care? I got to have some answers and I went after them so you got to come with me because I'm your pastor. Do you want to go? I'll tell you about me, whether I ever see a miracle or not, God forbid, at least I want to know why I'm not seeing them. Is that fair enough? So, so will he answer my prayer? Will he answer my prayer? Well, here's, here, let's, 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 I'm so a mess. Let's ask Jesus. Write down John 14, 12 through 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, just write it down, listen to me. He that believes on me, the works that I do, he's going to do it also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. I'm teaching out of y'all's Bible. Huh? Has anybody ever thought about that scripture? Does anybody ever stop and take the word at face value? Does anybody ever read these scriptures anymore and say, wow, this ain't happening? That's where I'm at right now. Amen. I'm sick of clapping my hands and singing worship songs while the devil's works are prevailing. He said, he said, the works I'm doing, you're going to do greater works than these. <laughs> Top that. And, and here it is. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That, that ought to create a problem in your life. That ought to create a problem. Either Jesus is a liar or I am. The Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. Jesus said it out of his own. Now, now, now this whole gospel is on the fact that you believe Jesus is God and what he says is true. If you don't, I'm not preaching to you. 
But this scripture says, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified. There it is again. It ain't even about you. Jesus said, I'm going to do it so God gets all the glory for it. He said in 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, I don't understand because I have asked. I'm just going to read your thoughts out loud. I have, I have asked in his name. No, you thought you were asking. Or Jesus is a liar. You thought you had faith. And you do have a measure of faith. But let's, let, let, let's go deeper because I want to try to get a long ways. This is going to take me a few weeks. Amen. So, so let's back up and establish doctrine. The Bible says it took God six days to create the earth, right? And on the seventh day, he what? He rested. That actually means it was total complete. It was done. Somebody shout it was done. God never had to get up before the sun and say, son, come up in the morning. He never had to stay up till the moon rose and told the moon to go down. He never had to tell another tree to grow. He never, he never had to tell the animal race to multiply. Are you listening to me? He created everything and it was done. It was done. Amen. And it perpetuated itself and it will until Jesus comes. Are you following me? Saying it's done. It would have been foolish. God would not have been God if he would have had to get up one morning and say, Oh my God, I forgot something. Oh, I wasn't thinking them squirrels need nuts. Uh, oak tree, I need you to produce some acorns. Are you listening to me? Come on, isn't it comical? Amen. Uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't get up one more. Oh my God, I forgot about dew. I'm going to need dew to keep all this stuff alive. When God sat down, it was finished and everything started perpetuating itself. Amen. It was done. He spoke the end of, of, of a thing from the beginning. Man, I got some scriptures I'd like to throw in there right now. I just don't know if it's time. Amen. Uh, but anyway, it was finished. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. It, it, it was finished. It, it, it was done. Amen. And he rested. Never had to get up and do anything else. Everything's just working on his own. Well, isn't it amazing? Here come Jesus. Literally, God said after the sixth day, it's finished. It's complete. It's perfect. Because I know the end of a thing from the beginning. We perfect it as we go based on the knowledge we have. But God is infinite knowledge. He's omniscient, meaning he knows everything. Are you listening to me? And everything was set in order. And I love the thought. I ain't got time to play with it. Amen. Isn't it amazing that man was not created until everything was perfect? And it shows you the love that God has for mankind because he was exalted above all animals. Tell the, I ain't going on that political pitfall. Amen. He was above animals. He was above everything. Amen. And when everything was perfect, God created man and said, I want you to enjoy the perfection of what I have created. There's not one flaw. You'll never sweat. You'll never hurt. You'll never cry. You'll never be injured. You will live in perfection and you will never die. Isn't that amazing that God created a mortal man to live forever? 
Are you listening to me? Not a spiritual man, a mortal man was created. This body was created to live forever and ever and ever and ever because everything was perfect. And God said, it is finished. Well, isn't it amazing that Jesus came saying, I only do what I see the Father doing. And I only say what I hear the Father saying. And now I see Jesus hanging on the cross and he's saying the same thing the Father said. It is finished. What God did in the natural, Jesus done in the supernatural. Amen. God created every natural thing. The cosmos, the carnal, the, 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 uh, the flesh and blood. He created all of this. His son came, did the same thing in the spirit realm, in the spirit kingdom, and accomplished everything in the kingdom in the spirit. Amen. And when he died, right before he died, he said, okay, Father, I can give up my spirit now because the job has been accomplished. If you can receive this, every soul has been saved. Every body has been healed. Every marriage has been restored. Every addiction has been broken. Oh, somebody help me right now. Amen. What do you mean it has been if we're still living it? I mean, it has been made available. He signed that contract in his own blood. He signed the contract in the blood. He ratified your promise in blood. There is no covenant like blood covenant. Are you listening to me? Amen. There's no blood. There is no covenant like blood covenant. Nothing can break the blood covenant. Amen. And your Bible says in Isaiah, Amen. By his stripes you Huh? Amen. By his stripes you are healed. Can I tell you in the spirit realm, I don't know if y'all going to be ready for all this. In the spirit realm, everybody sitting in this building right now is healed. In this in the spirit realm, in the realm God dwells in. Amen. Why? How can you say that? Because the Hebrews so believed that when God spoke a thing, Amen. It was so already done, they didn't have past, present tense or future tense. The Hebrew language don't have past, present, and future tense. Because when God speaks, that's why the Bible says, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Right? In other words, it was already done because God said it was done. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to challenge some faith. So in that realm of eternity where there is no time, there's not coming a time when I'm going to be healed. In that realm, you're healed now. That's why he talks to you like he does in the Bible and you have a hard time re- uh, believing it. Amen. That's why he showed up to Gideon who was a coward hiding behind a rock and said, rise up, almighty man of valor. Just because he wasn't walking in it don't mean that he wasn't created to operate in it. Come on now, we're finna go somewhere with this first session. So I need you to get a hold of this doctrine right now. Look at your neighbor right now and tell him it's done. Look at him, look at him real good and tell him you're healed. You're saved. Huh? For some of y'all that said they brought the dumb to him and healed, you need to look at him right now and say, you won't be dumb forever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to get that look off my face. I need to smile with this sermon. It's done. I'm healed. You're healed. 
You're healed. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He destroyed them on the cross. It's done. It's not a matter. It's, and, and see, you can start. I want you to start analyzing your prayer. Our prayers are all jacked up. Our prayers is the proof we don't believe what Jesus said on the cross. When we start praying, God, would you do this and would you do that? God is saying, you missed it. You've totally missed it. It's like, it's like, can I tell you, Jesus does not have to be re-crucified again for you to be saved. Oh, come on. Did you hear what I said? Amen. He does not have to get re-crucified every time a sinner comes because he did it once and for all. He made a way. It's available to you. All you got to do is get it. No, you got to do is take it. Well, if it's the same with salvation, because Jesus interchanged salvation and healing, huh? this will blow your mind. Sozo, he, he interchanged those words like they were the same. Wasn't no different from him. They brought a crippled man to him. He said, your sins be forgiven. Start walking. They got mad and said, who you think you are, God? <laughs> Jesus said, well, yeah. <laughs> who do you think you are, God? Jesus said, what's easier, to say be healed or your sins be forgiven you? Amen. It was all the same to God. So can I tell you, Jesus don't get up off the throne to make sure you get your healing. Oh, can y'all receive it? Do, 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 do we think we pray? And Jesus, oh, there's another job for me. Amen. I'll be back. Oh, my God. There, there's, 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 there's time for me to move. Somebody wants to be healed. I got to go. No, sir. Amen. When he was tied to that whipping post being beaten. Amen. Every cancer was being beat out of our body. Every diabetes was being beat out of our body. Broken relationships were being beat out of our body. That's why he said, it's finished. So I come to tell you, if it's finished... Why are we praying like it's incomplete? I'm going to mess up your prayer life just like you messed mine up. You ain't going to know what to say in prayer. You're going to be dead silent. I don't know what to say, Lord. I don't know if you've done it. Going to do it. Want to do it. Don't want to. This is the light, Josh. This is the scripture. He said it's done. So my question is, if it's done... Why ain't it being manifested in my life? Why am I not walking in the fullness of this great big salvation? Thank you, sir. I got you. He's helping me back there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when Paul, Paul was supposed to pray a prayer that would be penned and read for thousands of years. He was finna pen a prayer that the church would be founded on. Now, now if you finna pen a prayer that's the foundation of the church, you see, there wasn't no Bible then. He's writing it. He, he's finna pray a prayer that's the foundation of the church. And he didn't pray, God, give them strength. God, give them healing. God, give them restoration in their marriages. God, give them this. He said, Father, I pray you open up their eyes that they would know what's been available, made available to them. Did y'all catch that right there? So in other words, God ain't got to get up anymore to do anything for you. Your eyes just have to be revealed what's already yours so you can lay hold on it. Are y'all okay? Y'all still good? Can I go deeper? 
So if it's all done and God wants to heal everybody, so we started creating the doctrines. Well, uh, you're, you're, God made you sick. God made you sick so he could be glorified. Now, there is one scripture that they ask, who sinned this? Here's, here's how crazy we are as Christians. This guy sitting there blind, and he was blind from birth. And they said, who sinned him or his mom and him that he be born blind? I mean, what did he do as a fetus? Bite his umbilical, umbilical cord? Huh? Stretch it? <laughs> did he kick mama? Huh? Come on, let's just, huh? What do you do? What do you do? See, see how shallow-minded we are when we don't understand stuff and we come up with doctrines that are contrary. Are you okay this morning to the word of God? Amen. Who's seeing him or his mom and him that he be born blind? And Jesus plain out said, didn't nobody see it, but that God may be glorified. Amen. Well, I refuse to quote that, that God made him blind because he needed a platform to be glorified. I, I just believe what God was, Jesus was saying is, uh, there was some sort of birth defect because of the fall of Adam. Uh, but I promise you, in this birth defect, God's going to be glorified. Is that, is that, I mean, if we're going to, I got to say, consistent with the nature of God. Have I seen God use sickness to bring someone out of the clutches of hell into the kingdom? I have. I have. I guess you could say he used it. It was what drove him to God. Y'all probably know some people like that. It's amazing how humble we'll get when the doctor says it's over. But it ain't in your God. It ain't in your God. God will chastise you and he will whip you. He will take you to the woodshed and he will work you over. Thank you, Jennifer. I figured you could relate to that one. Are you listening to me? He will correct you. He will correct you with the word. He will correct you through situations and circumstances. Amen. But I, if he's a father like me, if he's a father like me, I never got mad at that knucklehead and took some iron and burned him with it. I'll teach you to be ugly. He, 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 I never would have put sickness on you to teach you a lesson. Is anybody listening to me? If I ain't going to do anything else today, I'm going to defend the nature of God. It's the devil. Tell your neighbor that. It's the devil. It's the devil. And God came to destroy the works of the devil. Uh, amen. Now, 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 I don't want y'all to take that at face value because I've seen God use terrible situations to bring someone into right relationship. Amen. But that ain't the way God punishes. That ain't the way he works because he is a father. I know you may have had a jacked up father, but he ain't jacked up. He loves you so much that he gave his prized possession so that you could be healed. Can we go a little bit deeper? So, if it's mine, I've prayed. We've even fasted for people. It's because we don't understand healing. We don't understand God. Huh? I don't think this church prays enough. I don't think you pray enough. I don't think you fast enough. 
I know you don't. If you, if you, if you, if you did, you wouldn't be so jacked up. And all y'all jacked up. Scott said it. But you can't use prayer and fasting to pry healing out of the hand of God. Come on now. My God, if you... It'd be like Josh, Whitney, and, and Lacey coming to me. Amen. Daddy, Daddy, listen to me. We will, uh, uh, we'll mow the yard with a push mower if you'll put some food on the table. We'll, we'll, Daddy, what you want me to do? I'll climb up on top of the house and I will, I'll, Daddy, I'll just do whatever. Amen. If you'll just make sure I got clothes to wear. Amen. And if you'll just make sure that I'm taken care of. Is anybody, it's ridiculous. Amen. And we put God in a category like this. You should pray and fast to get you out of the way, not to get God in there. Okay, let's go deeper. So if it's done, do y'all believe it's done? Do it's done? Amen. And I got so many scriptures to prove it to you. Let me throw a few because this has got to be totally scripture. Uh, uh, just, just look at Hebrews 4 and 3. Just write it down. Don't go there. He said, which we who believe enter into rest... And he said, the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Can I tell can y'all wrap your mind around this? The world was created before God ever said, let there be light. Can y'all receive that? Do, do you know I got another one here that write down Revelations 13 and 8. It says Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. Uh, in other words, Jesus was slain in the mind of God before he ever sent Jesus to this, before he ever said, let there be light. You see, because God don't think a thought and change his mind. Amen. It was done from the foundation of the world. That's how long your miracle has existed. That's how long your salvation has existed from the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1 and 4 and 5. He has chosen us in Jesus before the foundation of the world. I was chosen before Jesus ever came. Can y'all receive this? Well, how? How? I can't write my... Because in the mind of God, it's done. And he said, I will work and who's going to stop me? It ain't like 2,000 years from now, something's going to come up and I'm going to say, whoops. I can't fulfill that promise. Is this too much? I'm trying to build your faith and I'm trying to get somewhere to a, uh. so if it's if it's done <clears throat> where's the problem because I prayed I prayed and nothing happened I prayed they died anyway I prayed I'm still suffering from this disease I prayed I still got this addiction I prayed him my relationship's still jacked up. Still a mess. What, what's the problem? The problem is nobody ever stopped and said, what's the problem? I'm going to say that again. The biggest problem is nobody ever stops and says, what's the problem? We just pray for people and go on about our business. And we're Okay. So now, are y'all wondering why I got a gumball machine up here? This ain't a gumball machine. See? Y'all thought it was a gumball machine. No, it's not. This is the kingdom of God. <laughs> Somebody say, yes. <laughs> and all of them's miracles. Well, your name written on it. 
I really want to take them out right on every one of them. Healing, deliverance, salvation. And, and God put them in there. Okay, let's, let's just, y'all go with me. You didn't have nothing to do with these gumballs. I meant these miracles. Some superior authority that has a key. Opened this up and poured all your stuff right here. Just right here. And sat down. And sat down and said, there it is. And I paid so much for you to have it. And I want you to have it way worse than you want to have it. Matter of fact, let me show you how bad I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop them from killing my son. So I can fill that thing up with every, that's every promise right there. That's everything. It's right there. It's been made available to us. So in reality, you're questioning the character of God about not doing something that he's broken hearted that you're not receiving. Oh my God. And, and maybe at best, not questioning the character of God, not understanding it. Amen. And I, I commend us. We, we really tweak this thing to trust a God that really can't be trusted. <laughs> I mean, really. If our experience is true, God cannot be trusted. I know that's tough. I know that's tough. What do you mean he can't be trusted? Well, if my experience is right, that sometimes I can get a miracle and sometimes I'm not, how do I trust that? Oh, my God, this is too much. Some of y'all still look at me like, what? No, 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 I want to be real. You know, because you know what builds trust? It's consistency. And if he's inconsistent, how am I just supposed to keep on in an inconsistent experience trying to worship a consistent God? Oh, God, I can see y'all's wheels turning and y'all don't know if I'm being sacrilegious. I'm just telling you I'm being real and I'm finally saying what you're experiencing. And every now and then, blind acre, <laughs> what's that saying? Every now and then, a blind sow finds an acre and we'll live for months on our little, we found an acre. God said, I got a tree. I got a tree loaded with acorns. And he said, and here's, here's the problem. The problem really, the, or the crime is not that you're not getting what you deserve. The crime is God's not getting the honor he deserves. That's the crime. That's the real crime. So he said, I've provided everything. And now because of the fall of Adam, everything is received by faith. I can't get up and do it for you because I done did it or done it. How are you supposed to say that? I've already done it. But you're upset with me because I'm not moving when I don't have to move no more than I have to get up and ask the sun to come up in the morning. It's done. It's right here. And here's the deal. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. 
I, I give you the authority to access this. And then he took it to the next, next step. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? The Bible, Hebrews chapter number nine, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Rahab, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. In other words, there had to be some element in me to access what God done. So God said, guess what? I got you covered. I got you covered. You can't get saved without faith. You can't even get saved. Uh, it tickles me when people say, I found God. <laughs> no, God wasn't lost. You were lost. <laughs> and you could have not even gotten saved without faith. So God said, you know what? I'm going to give everybody a measure of faith. Here, here's your measure. Here's you a measure. You want, you want a measure of faith? Here's you a measure. Huh? So now you can't be mad at him. You can't be mad at him. You can't be mad at me because God gave us all the same measure. Huh? We all got the same measure. Now I have the token. That's what I was looking for. See there? Hunger, desire. See, I, I, I got a measure. You got a measure. Now I got what I need to access salvation because before he gave me this measure of faith, I couldn't even be saved. Amen. Huh? Nobody can come to the Father unless the Father draw him. So he went out. Amen. Put it. She wants a gumball. I'm in a miracle. Amen. Are you listening to me? And, 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 and so here's Jesus. Here's God now with everybody. And he's just giving everybody a measure of faith. And do y'all notice? Every measure is exactly the same. Amen. You didn't get a measure to raise the dead and me not. You didn't get a measure to heal the sick and me not. You didn't get a measure, amen, to access the... We all got the same measure. Amen. The question is, what are you going to do with your measure? Oh, wait a minute. God's always got a measure. You hear me? He's got to always look at you. Ain't you awesome? Amen. It don't matter how old you are, young or old. Are you listening to me? Amen. He's no respecter of person. Wake up. Amen. He just gives everybody a measure of faith. Are y'all with me so far? Amen. So now here I am. Here's the promises. It's already done. It's all in there. And now I have in my possession what it takes to access it. Let me show you what. Oh, there's my grandkids. I ain't leaving y'all out. Here's your measure, and here's your measure. Oh, my God. You talking about being thankful? Everybody that got a measure right now ought to be thanking. Thanking. Huh? Come on. I mean, you may not got a quarter, but come on. Be, th be thankful. Come on. That God gave me a measure of faith. He gave, me, he gave me access to be saved. I couldn't have been saved. There you go. Go after it. Okay, now all y'all got your measure. Now, we didn't plan this out, so I'll just do the acting for you. Amen. So here we are. Oh, God. Amen. My miracle's right there. I got... Can I have a measure back? <laughs> no, here, here. I don't want to take yours back. Amen. He's, are you listening to me? God said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. By faith, amen, it's in you. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 and 1, the word was preached. It did not profit them because they didn't mix it with their. That's what happens every Sunday. We're not mixing it with something that's inside of us. You can tell it by prayer time. 
There's my miracle. God's sitting on the throne. Jesus is sitting on his right hand. He can still see the scars. It was yesterday he got crucified to God because a day, no, it was two days ago because a day is a thousand years. It was just two days ago that God raised him from the dead. It's still fresh in the mind of God. Are you listening to me? Time heals a lot of things, but it's only been two days. It's only been two days and then our prayer time is, oh God, please give me victory. Give me victory. Give me, give me my miracle, Lord. God, don't you care? And Jesus is sitting over here asleep. He said, are you kidding me? I just told you we was going to the other side. Amen. How come you don't have faith? Why don't you take the gift I gave you uh, he said, because I can't break my own law or I'll be a lawbreaker and I put everything in your hands. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter number uh, 10, verse number one, he said, I give you power to heal sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Uh, Luke chapter number nine and one, amen, said, I've given you power, or you listen to me, to cast out devils and cure all diseases. Did you know your Bible said that? Well, why ain't we clearing out hospitals? Because I got my little measure in my pocket. Hear it jingling? And we just jingle it. Here's a song, ain't got a jingle? <laughs> got a jingle. And then we come to prayer time. Oh, God, I just wish I could be healed. I wish my mind was right. I wish my relationships was right. I wish, I wish you would give it to me. And all the while, it would be as big of an insult as if my kids come to me begging me to put food on their table. It's an insult to God. So he said, I don't give you what it takes. All you, all you just got access. All you that's been given access, if y'all if y'all want your miracle, just go get it. Just go get it. Don't get the M and M's. <laughs> just, I've given y'all a measure. Look, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why ain't somebody stomping and crying and carrying on up here? Why ain't somebody saying, God, don't you care? No, they're taking what God gave them and they're using the measure that God gave them. Who else wants a measure? Well, Y'all are a satisfied bunch. Come up here, kids. Did you get yours? Now, I'm going to make a point on this and then I'm going to finish this teaching up. Boy, this, this looks like fun, don't it? Boss a mouthful, let it go. Does, does this look like work? Look, look what they're doing. They're just, oh Lord, oh Lord, somebody. Hey guys, dig in y'all's pockets. Don't, don't nobody else come. One, two, three, four, five. I need one quarter. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, look, look. They, they, didn't, they didn't work for this. Are you following me? They didn't work for this. This kid don't even know my name. What's my name? <laughs> Are you listening to me? He didn't have to beg me. Hold on. He didn't have to beg me for this. I love this kid. I, son, look at me. I love you. Hear me? 
He said, give me the quarter, dude. <laughs> hey, I love you. And I love you so much, I'm going to give you this. And that's going to get your promise. I love you, son. What's your name? Kendall what? Kendall Hobbs? If I was God, I would have knew that name, but I'm not. But I love you anyway. And God loves you. And he gave you a measure. So that, are you saved? You are? See there? That's, that's, you had a measure so that you could be saved. Now, go on, I'll finish this teaching. Huh? Are, are y'all seeing them access all these promises? Huh? Are y'all getting it yet? Just, just kids is accessing the supernatural of God because he gives you a measure of faith. Okay, have y'all got, that's the foundation of this message. Here's the problem. I prayed that, and Taylor prayed over me, that all this would just flow by the Spirit. This is doctrine that's going to establish the supernatural. This is the doctrine that's going to get you your miracle. It's got to be clear. Kim, chewing that big piece of gum. You didn't have to chew it right now. The problem is what we call faith and what this Bible calls faith is two different things. So the token ain't working. It's not working. But there's nobody stopped long enough to teach what real faith looks like. And this is where it's going to get touchy. He gives you the substance to activate the promises of God. Here's another scripture for you. It just came to me. I didn't look it up. It says the promises of God are... Oh, yes and not maybe. If it's in this Bible, if it's within the boundaries of God's word and God's will, it's a yes. And Ephesians chapter number one says, God has made us to know the mystery of his will. So there's, if I'm destroyed, it's because of the lack of knowledge. And I got to quit saying, well, he's a mysterious God. No, he said in Ephesians, I've made you to know the mystery of my will. You can know the will on your current situation. Amen. Because you can't even pray in faith if you don't know the will. How can you pray in faith that if you don't know if it's God's will to heal you? How can you pray and declare over your marriage if you don't know it's God's will to heal it? Huh? So I said, okay, God, where's the problem? Because I pray and I feel like I got faith. And everybody I talk to has faith. Well, the Bible says in the book of James, I'm going to dive in this for five minutes and take it up next week. What does it profit? James chapter number two, verse number 14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? 
17. Even so, faith, if it does not have works, it is dead being alone. Some of us have a type of faith. But faith don't work by intellectualism. Okay? Faith, faith don't work just because you know it up here. It says faith is dead if there is not an active obedience uh, that co-partners with that faith and it brings that faith alive and it makes it operative. Okay? All right. Uh, Faith is dead being alone. He said, you may say you have faith and I have works. Uh, James said uh, sarcastically, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe there's one God you do well. The devils believe and tremble. I'm so sick of hearing, I believe. I believe. I believe. I'm a believer. James said, you know what? The devil says he believes too, but he's still a devil. It ain't changed his actions. It ain't changed his nature. It hadn't changed his activity. And you're saying you believe and you're going through all these other helps. You say you believe? We're wanting God to join forces with our unbelief. Because we're seeking help from other sources rather than that source. And we want God to jump on board while I'm doing my thing to get my miracle. Go with me here. Open your Bibles. Get your phone. Uh, Help me, Holy Spirit. Where is that at? Oh, Romans chapter number 8. 24, 25. Come on now. We're teaching doctrine today. Y'all still with me? I'm not challenging your faith. I'm not questioning your faith. But I am giving you scriptural reference to what God calls faith so that you can understand why God is working like he's working or the lack thereof. Listen to this scripture. Romans chapter number 8. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he hope for it? Now the word hope is confident expectation. Got it? Confident expectation. Uh, The word hope here actually means a confidence which expresses itself with action and vocabulary. In other words, I so believe it then I'm already acting on it. And that's what I'm speaking. You can tell by my actions that I believe. Paul said, I'm going to show you my faith by my word. Okay, look at the next scripture. 25. But if we hope for that we don't see, then do we with patience wait for it. Somebody shout, there it is. Patience means cheerful endurance. It means constant, continuous persevering in oppositions. He said, if we hope, somebody shout if, if we're really in faith and I'm really 
confidently expecting God to show up on my behalf, then I will with patience wait on God. Not a doctor. Not a man. Come on, I know this is touchy. But I asked God as a pastor of a church, I said, I can't keep praying for the sick if I don't know why you're not healing and this is where he took me. He said, this is the difference. If you really believe, I'm going to show up. That's what the scripture said. If, <laughs> you praying for me? If you really believe, you're going to wait right there until I show up. But you're running all these different directions, all these avenues. Somebody just wave at me, smile at me. I knew this was going to be tough. Amen. Are you listening to me? Uh, well, if I'm going in that direction, is that not screaming? I'm not expecting him to show up. He just started answering my questions. I said, oh my God. Oh my God. And so now we're praying for God to get in this thing with me so that God and man can work together to get me cured. And God said, if you really expected me to, you will wait. You will persevere. You will speak it. Your actions will prove that you'll say, no, thank you. Matter of fact, here's a scripture for you. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, it said women had their dead raised from, uh, their kids raised from the dead. And it says they refused deliverance because they were expecting a better resurrection. Uh, when's the last time we refused deliverance from another way because I'm expecting God to come through? Oh, I know this is touchy stuff, but I'm tired of my God and his character being questioned. You don't believe God can use doctors? Absolutely. You don't believe he can give them wisdom? Absolutely. But let me help you with what he told me about that. Amen. God can God give a natural doctor supernatural wisdom to produce a supernatural miracle. But he can give him wisdom to get you as far as that thing will go, but it... Uh, uh, did I make that clear? Thank God for the wisdom he's given them. And here's the other thing about God. He's so good is he'll go with you to the doctor. Ain't he good? He'll go with you to the doctor. He'll go with you to the lawyer. He'll go with you to the uh, financial institution institution and he's going <laughs> to and he's going to be right there with you and he's going to give you grace all the way through it amen and he's going to be standing there saying I love you just as much I love you just as much but you have chosen to go in that direction so I'm just going to be here with you and I'm going to give you grace to the end but there's one thing I can't give that man is supernatural power and knowledge up here to do what only I can do in a supernatural way Oh, my God. When's the last time you heard this kind of teaching? You haven't. He said, if you have hope, you will, with endurance, wait for it. 
and you will start pulling your substance out of your pocket and you'll start looking death in the eye and say, you're a liar. My God says I'm healed. My God says I'm delivered. Amen. Are you listening to me? Hey, and the devil's always saying, well, you got to use wisdom. You got to use knowledge. Am I helping anybody? You got to use understanding. When she was diagnosed with brain damage, amen, my oldest daughter was, had a brain injury at, uh, as a baby. They diagnosed her with brain damage. She went into convulsion, swallowed her tongue, her eyes rolled back in her head, amen, and she was just, I mean, we couldn't even control her. And that pediatrician looked me in the eye and said, Sir, I'm telling you, he knew I was a preacher. I guess he knew my heart. I don't know. Young preacher, I didn't know nothing. He looked me in the eye and said, I'm telling you, this baby's got brain damage. Oh, and here's one for you. Let me take a little time this morning. We spent how long? Two weeks praying. She went into convulsions. We didn't know what was happening. We went to praying. Amen. I had preachers praying. Everybody I thought was saved was praying. Amen. I walked back in that doctor's office saying, It's done. It's done. Ain't no way. Amen. She hadn't had a convulsion. It's done. Everything's taken care of. That doctor walked out. You remember that? Oh, I know you remember that. She looked at that. She raised that report. Amen. She said, uh, or he said, I hate to tell you this, but your baby's got brain damage. And he said, I want you to know right now, she will not get any better. The only hope for her is this medication. And he said, this medication is going to cause her to be anemic. You're going to have to bring her back. Was it every month? You're going to have to bring her back. We're going to have to do blood transfusions or whatever. Amen. He said she can't climb monkey bars. She can't ride a horse. She can't take a bath by herself. She can't do this. She can't do that because this is going to happen again. And if she's not supervised, it could take her life. Me and Patty walked out. said, God, don't you care? We was crushed. But something rose up in me and her. And I said to God through tears streaming. I was a logger then, not lawyer, logger. I had to go back to the woods that day. They were all eating lunch. All them loggers sitting out there. I ran and fell down at the feet of my pastor who worked with me. And I said, my God, man, my baby's got brain damage. The doctor said she'll never be normal. But in a prayer closet, me and that woman right there said, God, if you want me to preach this gospel, I'll never be able to look nobody in the eye and tell them. He'll meet you there. If, if we don't take this step of faith. If I don't wait on you, and I go another route. How many years ago has that been? Huh? She was six years old. Now she's 36. 34. What happened 34 years ago is allowed me to stand right here and preach the whole gospel. And nothing but the gospel. And can I tell you, it would have been easier if it would have been me. It would have been easier if it would have been her to make that decision. So you know what, Doc? We're going to wait on God. Do you know, son, you're taking her life in your hands. No, I didn't take her in my hands. 
<laughs> I put her in God's hands. She ain't never had another seizure. She was the leader on the basketball team. She had her horse 15, 16 hands high. Years later, we took her back for something, and there was a doctor chase, and he pulled her report out. You remember that? He looked through that report and looked over at Lacey, looked at me and her, said, is this the child that had brain damage? Yep. That's her. And the key word is had. Because real hope will manifest itself with action. Real faith will manifest itself with action. It will, it will risk everything. It'll put your life on the line. Is anybody listening to me? I know I got to quit. Amen. This is what faith looks like. But we're running around worrying, fretting, scared to death, using every human means there is to create a cure and asking God to get involved. Are y'all okay this morning? He said, it's not that it's not faith. It's just an elementary level of faith that we've never been taught this. Oh, I wish I had the freedom to tell you a testimony. I don't have that freedom yet. But I have proof of people going through things and God would show up and they would see him visibly. I don't know how that works. I've never seen God visibly. I've, I've had God walk in my room before. But they would see God. And it was God letting them know, I'm right here with you. I'm with you. And, and I can only minister to you based on your faith. In other words, it's your faith that pulls it out of there. Are you following me? Because Philippians 1, I'm going to close with this scripture. And the problem is we get mad with God because we think we had faith. You did have some faith or you wouldn't have never prayed in the beginning. But it's not a faith that totally alters every activity about me. James said a faith that don't manifest itself with how it, you're talking and the actions you're doing. He said that's a dead faith all by itself. Are y'all getting that point? But he said, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you're able to ask or think according to what? The power that worketh in me. In other words, God said, I can blow your mind, but I'm limited by your expectation. I'm limited by your expectation. Philippians 1, here's the scripture I'm going to close out with. And we'll pick back up with this. Philippians 1.19, y'all catch this. Paul was about to be killed. He was in prison. He said, I know this shall turn to my salvation through prayer, supply of the Spirit, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I'll be ashamed. Paul said, this thing's finna turn for me, but it's gonna take prayer, a supply from the Spirit, and the supply is gonna be based on my expectation. My expectation. So God's not the limitation. It's my faith.
So I'm going to pray for a supernatural. Because if all of this is just knowledge teaching, you'll never change. You'll never know if this worked until you start waiting on God. Until you stop pulling from any other source other than God. And the devil is always there, said Meshach and Abednego, saying, if you'll just bow, I'll deliver you. The king said, if you'll just bow, I'll, I'll put the fire out. If you'll just go get help from over there, I'll make it better for you. Are you following me? If you'll just freak out on that relationship, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. Instead of you standing there saying, no. I refuse to get deliverance from any other source than my God. Is this too much this morning, church? This is not 21st century teaching. We've been taught that God put doctors and lawyers and finance institutions so that I would have someone to run to. We've never been taught that real hope will wait on God. Stand with me all over this place. You're not going to miss the second part of this sermon. I need you to know this. Faith is evidential by nature. True faith always makes... It's a, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your faith is. And we're kidding ourselves, church, praying these little prayers for God to help something when I know what I'm going to do. I know where I'm going to go. I done got an appointment set. Oh, that's so real. I, I know it is. I know that's so tough. But it said these guys in the Bible refused deliverance from any other way because they wanted a better one. We got some of the best doctors in the world, but they're not God. And they can only take you so far. So I want to close with this statement right here. I don't know what route you're going to choose. I'm just telling you now we can start putting God back in his rightful position and get rid of all these questions. We can put people in a casket right here in front of this church and bury them, Christians, and literally say that was a person of faith. We can say that's a person of faith because they used the faith they had to trust God while they used every other means to try to get better. Does that make sense to you? And God said, you know what? I'm not going to cast you out because of that. I'm going to love you. It ain't my will. Every time I hear somebody say it, my flesh crawls now. Well, it must be God's will for you to go. <laughs> I know we got to die sometime. But I don't want no demon of disease taking me out. Are, are, are you following me? So let's just, just pray. I, I, I'm not going to call anybody up, up for a prayer. But maybe you just need to pray for yourself. Come give me just a little bit, bliss, if you don't mind. Why don't you just pray, God, I want this kind of faith. I want this kind of faith. You, you, you've got to get part two of this message to go with this now. But if nothing else, I want you to leave here saying, 
if this is you, you know what? I had it all wrong. I really contributed that to God, and it wasn't God. I contributed that sickness to God, and it wasn't God. I contributed that. That was their time to go when God was saying, are you kidding me? I had it all right here, and I gave you the measure to do it. Faith is the riskiest thing you'll ever do. You think me and my wife, you think me and my wife didn't go through every assault in our mind and from family? I was told over and over and over because I was a young Christian. We were told, y'all are not using wisdom. You got to use what God put in front of you. We were told that. Because it's so illogical. And the reason it's so illogical is because it's so spiritual. But it's faith. And faith is a force. It's a power. It'll swallow these things up. And that's why there's a lot of hands laid on and prayed for and fasted for that the miracle never could manifest because the recipient was thinking on a whole different level. Using every other means. Wanting God to get involved in my unbelief. So you just take for a minute right now. Father, help my, help my unbelief. That's the scripture. Lord, I know you're able to heal my son, but help my unbelief. Come on now, this is some heavy stuff I've taught today. So I need you to pray for you and over Life Church for just a minute that Life Church would become that place of supernatural miracles. That we could step into that realm to where God is glorified again. The Bible even says that those kind of miracles turn unbelievers into believers. When they see the supernatural power of God. Come on, pray that prayer. You got something? Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.